So we had the Time Top. And now we have Wiffle Boy on Season 2, but no Cracker Jack. You see how they do, my boy? All right, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'm your guy. I know Darkwing Duck like the back of my hand. Whoa, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Mike, man, they doing me so dirty, man. They doing me... Go ahead. Way too many reminders of Quacker Jack this season. Yeah, man. Even got a little bit of some toys that came to life, man. They just doing me so dirty, man. <laughs> or you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, man. But, Mike, how's everything going, man? How's the family? We are great. We are great. We had a really nice weekend as we record this. We had fun. Um, I started watching Loki. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. I think Marvel is three for three this year in terms of these shows. Um, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet, Mike. Uh, I'm waiting till it gets to about four or five episodes deep so I could kind of binge watch it because I've heard nothing but good things about it. Nobody has said anything negative. Um, WandaVision, no. it was all mixed reviews for the first couple of episodes. Um, uh, what was, uh, the Falcon and, Falcon. uh, yeah, the Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. All good reviews that I heard. I actually liked it. I saw all six episodes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this one, I'm just going to wait a little bit. I kind of want to wait three or four episodes. It's it's really good so far. But mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, wait, if you'd rather do that. That's cool. Yeah. Now, this is kind of off of uh, what you just brought up with Loki. Did you happen to catch the Mighty Ducks? Yes. And Do you like it? Be honest. I didn't really grow up with those movies, so I don't have any nostalgic attachment to it. Uh-huh. We watched it because my wife was a fan. I kind of just watched it to have something to watch with her. Um, it was all right. I don't know how I feel if I was a fan of those movies. Um, I know you have strong opinions. How did you feel? Well, before I tell you how I felt, did your wife enjoy it? Yes, she did enjoy it. She does enjoy the show. Okay. All right. Oh, whoa. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I think it's complete trash, man. I think it is garbage. Uh, Why do you feel that way? I'm really curious. Oh, oh my god! Like it, it has no tie into the show. I mean, to the to the films. Uh, the the whole that that the lady who's the leading actress uh, that plays the mom and she's the coach. I just think she's terrible. I, I don't believe the kids are believable as athletes. Where the movie series it was. Um, I know the original cast came back for an episode, but they did. It wasn't the the core of the cast, in my opinion, though. You know, I don't know, man. I just not feeling it at all. And the whole don't bother. The only thing I did enjoy is going to be a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it yet, tur- turn me off for a few seconds uh, or mute me for a minute or so. But I did like the story flip of twist of how they got the name back. You mean at the very end? Yeah, the very, very end. Yeah, how, yeah, the, yeah. The, You know, with the bet, if, you know, we win, we get the name. And if we, you know, we lose, we will right. stop. I did like that, to, to, that they finally got the name back to some bunch of scrubs, you know? Right. I just, it was all right. I mean, I'm happy my wife enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I didn't really watch those movies. So I didn't have any nostalgia towards it you know so i didn't i I wasn't sitting there saying oh this is terrible this is great just really ambivalent you know yeah i i thought it was trash though man i I couldn't get into it i was really struggling i was trying so hard i watched it all the way through hoping i i would get into it but i never did 
But um, enough yeah. about Mighty Ducks. Let's let's talk a little cons. Uh, we got some cons coming up, man. Um, uh, I guess I'll mention mines because uh, they're closer than yours. Uh, yes. So the fir- first con I'm going to is Dragon Con, which is September 2nd uh, through the 6th. Um, no Disney afternoon uh, celebrities going there. Uh, I'm just going because it's a big convention. It's an hour away from me, and it's huge well, for cosplayers. It's, it's Dragon Con. Yeah, it is huge for cosplayers. That's the only reason why I'm going. Uh, the following weekend, I will be going to the Lexington Comic Con. Uh, the dates for that one is the following weekend. I believe it's September 9th through the 12th. And uh, Ian McDermott will be there. He played uh, Emperor Palpatine. Nice. Um, Ashley Eckstein, a voice of Ahsoka Tano. Um, w- William Zaka and Martin Cove from uh, Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid. Um, if you fans of Home Improvement, Debbie Dunning and Richard Karn will be there. Oh, yeah, Brett. Uh, I never know how to say his last name. Irwin. Irwin. Is that how you say it? The I'm voice not Mickey? sure. I feel so stupid that I don't know, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Bill Farmer, uh, voice of Goofy. Jason Marsden, the voice of Max from uh the Goofy movie. Nice. Yeah. So we we got some we got some good ones there that are gonna be there. I I, I probably missed a few other people, but. You know, those, those are pretty big names. And then you might, if you want to meet Mike, I, I know Mike is kind of hard to get in contact with. Uh, he's not as sociable as me, but he is sociable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, um, which one you got, uh, you're, you might be attending to? Well, um, some of you guys might remember I almost made it to a Sci-Fi Valley Con in Altoona, Pennsylvania last June. Um, I was planning on going before COVID. Um, it is happening this year in October, 8th through the 10th, and Jim's going to be there. Yeah, hey, you might get to meet him. I might if I can make it. Jim's <laughs> going to be there. I already got his autograph. Thank you very much, Will. But I would <laughs> like to meet him. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to see if I can do this. And if anybody we know is there, you can meet me there. Um, the only other Disney person who's there, at least so far, is Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian. So if you like that, she's going to be there. Um, I've met her. She's really nice. Nice lady. Of course, um, there's also the New York Comic Con in October, um, which I'm not going to because that convention's completely nuts. And I don't know if there are any Disney people at that one, but I'll look Mm. into that. But you you know, New York Comic Con is always something big. That's that's a major one. That's like big on every aspect. Cosplay, Funko Pop releases, and everything, man. Yeah, apparently it's hard to get into this year. Like, you have to have signed up for, like, something a couple of years ago to even be accepted as a, a, um, you know, as a guest this this year. So I don't really know. I'm not going. I used to go, Mm -hmm. but it got too big. Okay. It's probably you got to win, like, a lottery and been a member for, like, years, you know? Yeah, they have to keep, you know, mem- they have to keep uh, attendance down, basically. Yeah. yeah. That, that They have it in a giant convention center, but it's like, it's a huge fire hazard. There's so many people there. So <laughs> things with COVID are getting better, but it's not so great that they can open New York Comic Con and have everybody show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Sci-Fi Valley Con in Pennsylvania, I'm looking forward to that if I can make it. Okay. All right, Mike, enough of comic talk, man. Let's get into the terror that flaps in the night. Ah, I love this episode. Oh, you love it? Okay, yes. I, I do I do one enjoy it. I, I really do enjoy this one. Um, what episode are we talking about today? The Frequency Fiends. All right. And uh, 
I've kind of noticed you kind of flip-flop between this one and uh, Stirminator. Well, I'll explain my stance. This okay. is my favorite from ABC Season 2. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of quality, Stirminator is better. Okay. Um, So it's okay to say you think one episode is better, but one episode's your favorite, right? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I, I think this one's the most fun of Season 2. I would rather watch this one than Steerminator, personally. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you can't deny how good Steerminator is. Yeah, of course of not, course. man. But this one's just so fun. It's really funny. Whenever I watch this, and confession time, I watched this one three times before we recorded this. Um, I watched it with a huge smile on my face. Like... <laughs> There are some episodes I'll just stare at the screen as I'm watching it, but then there are episodes I'm laughing and smiling the whole time, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also, an anecdote, the last few episodes we did, I think Star Cross Circuits and Return of the Revenge of the Brain Teasers, my wife watched them with me, and she had, when they ended both times, she was like, oh, these episodes are weird. But when this one came on, oh, she was laughing along with me the entire time. She loves this one, too. Okay. This is a great episode. Okay. All right. So what's our what's our production air date order? Uh, Saturday, October 17th, 1992. And it's the deepest so far. This is 85th by production number. Mm-hmm. And our story editor is Doug Langdale. Um, I'm not too surprised he was in charge of this one, considering what villain we've got. I wouldn't even call him a villain in this one, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And the writers, um, Bill Motts and Robert Roth are back. We have them for Star Cross Circuits. They did four episodes, and depending on how you feel about Clash Reunion, I think this is the best of the four they did. Okay. That's my opinion, though. I don't know if you're a bigger fan of Clash Reunion than this one. Um, I know Stan last week said that he thinks that's the best of the season. Um, and in terms of animation, it's not Hanho, it's Sun Wu. Sun Wu is back. All right. Sun Wu is back, and it definitely, their animation definitely makes this episode feel like it should be in season one. Mm-hmm. This one feels like a season one episode. Like, it could fit right in with season one episodes. Yeah. Like, and honestly, the plot, correct me if I'm wrong, it's so much like Negaduck. Yeah. Like there's a there's a weapon, it hits one of the good guys, splits them off into different evil versions of himself. They have to pull our guest villain into the episode. I mentioned him in a minute or so. And episodes are very similar. Maybe that's why I like this one so much. Okay. You got that season um, one vibe to you, okay. It definitely have it has a season one vibe. Just because it's so funny, I think. It's just a very creative episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's biggest strength, honestly. I think what really brings this one over the top, in my opinion, I think this is the best Megavolt episode of the entire series. Oh, okay. That's my opinion. He's the funniest he's ever been. I think it's Dan Castellano's best job voicing him in any episode. Um, and his role is just so great. The, he's the reason this episode works more than anything else. Megavolt's in it, and I love it. Okay. Should we get started? Let's get into it, man. All right, let's get into this plot. We got Goss, and she is playing Wiffle Boy. Wiffle Boy's back with no Quacker Jack Mike. 
Uh, oh man and she's giving a play-by-play as she's playing it <laughs> yep and you see some of the game you don't really see a lot of it while you work but you see it here mm-hmm. and it definitely looks like it's like an actual video game graphics i don't know how they did it but it's pretty cool yeah and then uh lp brings up a package you know and he says it's from shush i think this is the last time anybody on the show mentioned shush oh, okay is it oh. i think so all right yeah, you know, and Darkwing's excited. It's like he's acting like it's his birthday because he's getting I a got new toy. I got a new weapon. <laughs> I got a new weapon. <laughs> yeah, he's acting like a little five-year-old, man. He, he's so excited. Uh, you know, but uh, poor Goslin, um, she breaks her high-scoring record, but something happens to the game, man. Yeah, it shuts off, and she gets mad. Yeah. And she says, that really burns my biscuits. <laughs> and you're going to hear that a lot in the episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then Darkwing starts playing with his new toy, and he wants his new toy to put a hole in the wall. Yeah, and uh, nothing happens. Launchpad thinks maybe it's just a flashlight. <laughs> oh, man. But then, you know, Goslin is playing with that ball. That ball looks so familiar. I don't know where I've seen it before in the show. Um, no idea. Yeah, yeah and she, she bounces off the, like, the shelf or something, and then it hits the weapon. Yeah, it hits the switch, and the weapon goes off. Mm-hmm. And it, ducks, but it hits her yeah it, it hits her and then she sees herself on tv yeah so um three different colored goslins show up um a uh, yellow one comes out of the tv no a green one comes out of the tv mm-hmm. a yellow one comes out of a beam of light and a red one comes out of the bunsen burner yeah and launchpad who's smart enough to read the instruction manual discovers that the machine brought three worst parts of Goslin to life as evil energy beings. And Darkwing's like, what a stupid idea for a weapon. <laughs> so let's talk about the three frequency fiends for a moment. Uh, right. The green one, the yellow one, the red one. Um, I'll start with the green one. The green one is radio waves. Mm-hmm. And the green one is voiced by an actress uh, we've talked about months ago. Um, Sherry Lynn, she was in um, Twitching Channels as one of the human girls, and she's the green one. Um, I primarily know her, and well, if you need to cover your ears, cover your ears. She was the voice of uh, Marilyn Pickell, uh, Lucky's daughter from Bonkers. That's how I primarily know her, um, but she's Ooh. the green one. Yeah, I know how much you hate <laughs> Um I'm running out of reasons to mention them, though. Yeah. Um, so the green one is uh, she's very um, vain. She's very conceited because Goslin can be conceited. Um, then you get the yellow one, the light waves, and she is um, she just wants to have fun. She's very reckless. And she's voiced by Elizabeth Daly, or most of us know her as E.G. Daly. Um, incredibly prolific voice actress. Her resume is insane. Um she was doing lots of live action work. She was born in 61. Um, I know her as far as her live action roles. I know her as Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's where I know her as when I heard the voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that movie. Um, she didn't start voice acting until 1992. This is one of her earliest roles. Her two most well-known cartoon roles, though, are Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, which she's still doing. Mm-hmm in 2021 and she was the original voice of buttercup from the powerpuff girls oh okay 
And um, a few years later, she's going to voice Louie on Quack Pack. Oh, okay. So remember yeah. that one. Because yeah. the red one... Wait, 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 Mike. Before you get into Heat Wave, I just have one quick confession about uh, Pee Wee. Uh, what was the name of that one? Pee Wee... Play- uh, no, not Big's Adventure. Yeah. I did not know Tim Burton directed that until like 20 years later, man. No? Yeah, I did not know that. That's why it's so 20 good. 20 years later. That's why it's so... <laughs> I gotta watch it again. All right. All right. All right. Keep going now. Okay. So now we got the red one. This is Heat Waves. And she personifies Goslin's anger. She's always angry. And she's voiced by Pamela Adlon, or also in this episode known as Pam, Pamela Seagull. Uh, she was born in 66, just like E.G. Daly, a live action actress until 92. So this is one of her earliest roles as well. Uh, Pamela is most well known as Bobby Hill from King of the Hill. And she voiced Dewey on Quack Pack. So three, two out of these three voice actresses voiced nephews on Quack Pack. If only Sherry Lynn had voiced Huey, you'd yeah, have basically a Quack Yeah, you'd have a Darkwing <laughs> reunion on Quack Pack. Um, so yeah, each of the actresses plays a different uh, frequency fiend, basically. Um, while we're talking about voice actors, Jesse Cordy, Marsha Wallace, and Susan Tolsky are in the credits. They're not in this episode. I don't know why they're in the credits, but they're not. Only these guest actresses are the only ones besides our our regulars. Um, now that we've gotten that all out of the way, Will, uh, what what happens in the episode? Let's get back to talking about it. All right. They start showing Darkwing their powers. Yep. Darkwing says, what can radio waves do? So she kicks him in the shins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Gosling comes up with an idea. She wants to use them for her science project. Yeah. And the yellow one's like, I'd love to be a science project. Not. <laughs> yeah. So they take off. They leave Darkwing's hideout. You know, they pretty much went right through the wall, didn't they? Yeah. Because the heat wave, she can burn a hole through objects. Yeah. And then uh, we get light wave. She begins uh, target practice. Right, because, again, she just wants to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, of course, Darkwing and Launchpad have to go after them. Goslin isn't allowed to come along because she has to clean up the mess in the hideout that her brain made. Yeah. So Goslin has to stay behind. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, Lightwaves is having fun shooting. Uh, what is she doing? What is she shooting? Uh, it was like uh, lightning arrows or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like, what is she aiming at? She made her own bullseye on the building. <laughs> cracks the thing in half. Yeah. Oh, man. So she begins target practice, and then Heat Wave, uh, she's, like, just mad about everything. She's just ranting, and she's mad, and then she finds uh, a random guy who's uh, paying – you know, who voiced that guy, the one who was paying his uh, heat, heating bill? I'm not sure. Okay. It might have been Castellaneta or Jim or something. You know what? It probably was Castellaneta. I think it was. You know, whenever they get him, they get him yeah. for other things as well. I think that's Dan. Uh, he mentions he's mailing out his heating bill, and she's like, I am heat. I should be getting a cut of this. I should get all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after that happens, she kind of like, uh, well, she um, she puts like a ring of fire around the mailbox where he was trying to pay the bill. Right. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time for Megavolt. This is when the episode gets really great. Um. Megavolt is first shown singing the Darkwing Duck theme song. Yeah. I can't get this stupid song out of my head. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to clear his sinuses by flying a kite attached to his helmet. 
Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin style, yeah. And the frequency fiends show up and blow them up. I'm not sure what it is they throw at them. Yeah, uh, the radio one, the radio wave threw something. It was like a little white thing. I don't know what it was. Like a man. meteorite or some sort of explosive device. And she blows mm. him up, and he decides to follow them. Yeah, he he's excited. He wants to join them, or he wants them to join him. Yeah, this is what I like about Megavolt in this episode. He... He mentions to them, you know, let's do some crimes together. Do you? Ha- I, I wonder if they have an insatiable thirst for madness and destruction. But he doesn't do anything evil in the entire episode. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. They're using him as one of the good guys in this one. Yeah. And it's so great. Um, so he tries to hook up with them. He's driving his car. Yeah, I they should have they named the car, man. That car is awesome. Yeah, it's the <laughs> one. Which episode did we first see that on? Um was it Duck Blind? I think so. I know we saw it on Stress to Kill though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's trying to like he's trying to like smooth talk them. He's like, we're a kindred spirit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they and, they don't see no value in him though. Yeah, they tell him he's just a guy with a battery strapped to his back. Yeah, but then he kind of crashes and uh, well, he's sad first before he crashes. He's really sad. His he's feelings like, are hurt. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then he crashes, and he pops out the windshield, and he gives all the kids the safety advice about wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, and then he fl- crashes headfirst into a billboard. Yeah. And then uh, Darkwing's back, and he's following uh, the fiends into an electronic store. Right. So, yeah, they fly into the store, and he comes in after them. He shows up, gets his entrance. I am the low point on your sine wave. And nobody's there. And he makes a comment that another $20 gas canister down the tubes. <laughs> so, so that's how much they cost. cost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they do show up. Mm-hmm. And I know um, which one brings all the toys to life. Radio waves, right? Yeah, man. She stole the Cracker Jack move, man. That ain't he'd right. Lo- he'd love her. <laughs> yeah. And Heat Wave is outside, though, fighting with Launchpad. She chases him up a, a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. And starts and sets it on fire. Yeah, and Megavolt shows up and he's well, he showed up to LP. He was asking if he saw them. I love this. Yeah, before it happened, Launchpad just sitting in the sidecar, and Megavolt shows up and asks if he's seen any um, you know, fiends around. And Launchpad's like, Yeah, they're in there. And he shakes his hand and goes inside. And Launchpad <laughs> goes, Oh darn it, that was a super villain. <laughs> I, I love I love the camaraderie that Launchpad and uh Megavolt have. It's really funny. And Megavolt zips inside and Big Darkwing is like, oh great. Like I don't have enough trouble. Now here's Megavolt. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and it's f- kind of funny. He he referenced Megavolt as his arch enemy. He's like, we're gonna I'm gonna have to die with my arch enemy. And Megavolt said, I'm your arch enemy? I always thought Dr. Slug was your arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> this is our third Dr. Slug reference, ain't it? Uh, yeah, I know we get one more a few episodes from now. Yeah, and I, okay. I, I think it's even Megavolt who references them again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, um, they put a ring of fire around them, and Darkwing pulls out the gas gun, and Heatwave has it melt right in his hand, and Darkwing goes, well, there's a new twist. <laughs> <laughs> but Megavolt's the one who comes up with the good idea. Well, it's a good idea temporarily. What's he do? He turns on the water sprinklers. And Darkwing thinks it's great. And he's like, but won't the water short you out? And Megamo <laughs> goes, oh, probably. <laughs> and then yeah. they both get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but then LP kind of saves them right before the fiends can uh, uh, pretty much destroy them. But he, he goes through the window from that light pole that was caught on fire. Yeah, and crushes Darkwing and Megavolt. The three fiends fly through the window and basically pinball down the street off the buildings. Yeah, and then Darkwing surprisingly asks Megavolt to, to join him. Yeah, because Megavolt knows all about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he's a genius with electricity and energy and stuff like that. Uh, they escape the electronic store, and Darkwing actually is like, hey, nice job with the sprinkler. And Megavolt says, yeah, nice job with uh, getting your gun melted. <laughs> <laughs> so Megavolt basically insulted him. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, at least Darkwing was nice enough to compliment him. I'll give him that. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, Darkwing wants to tell him, hey, uh, we're going to take a secret or a shortcut, right, to, to the yeah. hideout? Yeah, they jump into a manhole, and when Megavolt jumps in, he shocks all three of them. Yep, but he clears his sinuses. But he clears his sinuses at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great in this one. He's so funny. Yeah, and then we're back at the hideout, and Goss is repairing the holes with, with plywood or something. Painting. <laughs> yeah. And then, so Darkwing, Launchpad, and Megavolt come up, you know, through the lift, and Goslin doesn't see Megavolt. She keeps calling Darkwing dad. Yeah. And Darkwing's like, you mean it in the figurative way, little girl who is not related to me? <laughs> <laughs> Megavolt's blindfolded, by the way. Yeah. But it was funny, too, because as soon as they take the blindfold, Mike, what what did Megavolt re- uh, recognize? <laughs> he goes, cool, Audubon Bay Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> So he knew exactly where they were. <laughs> I love the drawings of Megavolt. As soon as the blindfold comes off, he wraps his arms around his face like, oh, my God, I'm actually here. <laughs> but but Darkwing lies to him. He's like, no, it's just a hologram. He's like, no wonder you always stop my evil schemes. <laughs> it's so great. It's really funny. Yeah, so then Darkwing wants to read all the books in his library about, what, like energy waves and stuff? Yeah, so he has everybody grab all the books in his library and go through them. Mm-hmm. They don't but get, they don't really get anywhere until. Yeah, they find one book left. Well, Launchpad finds one book left. It's called Squishy the Squirrel's Big Book of Quantum Physics. <laughs> um, I guess it's a children's book. Yeah. I know my daughter has tons of books on quantum physics on her bookshelves. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Megavolt's like, this is my favorite book. And whatever is in that book gives Megavolt an idea how to defeat the Frequency Fiends. Yeah, I think it was that photo with the equation or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Darkwing's like, Darkwing doesn't even understand what it is. Yeah. Which shows Megavolt is really smart. He's just mm-hmm. completely insane. <laughs> yeah, and then um, we we get like kind of like a cutscene where they're like working on the, whatever the plan is. And Gosselin asks one question and for some reason Megavolt got really mad. Yeah, I think they're up on a generator with a giant magnet on top. Mm-hmm. And Gosling's like, how is a magnet supposed to stop these guys? And Megavolt's like, questions, questions. Why do you doubt me? You drive me mad. And Gosling's like, that's the first time I asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Megavolt uh, explains how the magnet will work. But, of course, you know, he's speaking Greek to Darkwing. You know, nobody gets it. So Megavolt <laughs> says, uh, they'll go boom. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, they, they get it now yeah um so this is when darkwing ruins everything mm-hmm. megavolt says 
they need negative polarity. But Darkwing's like, even I know negative is bad, positive is good. And the two of them start acting like children, pulling the lever back and forth, screaming negative, positive, negative, positive. It's it's just, it's hilarious. And Goslin comes in and she's like, you two are acting like babies. <laughs> so what does Darkwing do? Uh, he, he, he tied up Megavolt, didn't he? Yeah, he grabs Megavolt, ties him to a chair, and walks away and goes, positive. <laughs> and Megavolt says, I think the part that hurts the most is you call yourself a superhero. <laughs> yeah. but, but now they got to figure out how to get the fiends there. How does Goslin do it? Nanny, nanny, nanny. <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they show up. Darkwing hits the button. The magnet zaps them. And things go horribly wrong. Yeah, now they're one big fiend. Gigantic fiend. Yeah, gigantic. They're basically all upper torso. They have tiny legs. Mm-hmm. And they have three heads. <laughs> and their body's like striped. Red, yellow, and green. Um... It's it's a cool design, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they suck up all the energy to the generator, and they leave. Yeah, they cause the blackout in St. Canard. Yep, they go off to have some fun. They want to get some ice cream. Yeah, so Darkwing uh, LP, was Megavolt with him? I think so, in the Thunderclack? Yeah, he, he's still tied to the chair, Megavolt, at this time. Yeah. Darkwing's like, what do I do? He's like, we could zap them with negative polarity, like I said in the first place. <laughs> yeah so the the fiends they fill up the baseball stadium up with ice cream yeah and they're in the thunder quack i don't know what darkwing thinks he's seeing mm-hmm. but he looks he's like goslin don't look it's too horrible <laughs> yeah, he's covering up her eyes and everything she's like dad it's strawberry ice cream <laughs> darkwing goes oh yeah i knew that <laughs> yeah it's, and the, it's great the- all the dialogue in this episode's fantastic Oh, yeah. And they throw ice cream at the Thunderquack, didn't they? Yeah. They try to play baseball with it, too. Mm-hmm. They, they realize a frontal attack isn't going to work. So yeah. Launchpad says, you could try that. Nah, 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 I think again, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then Goslin finally comes up with an idea how to get them back. Yeah, because they just want to have fun. So, mm-hmm. you know, if God, how would you trick Goslin into doing something? Playing the video game. Yeah, so their <laughs> master plan is to decorate the generator and make it look like the world's largest Son of Wiffle world game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkwing's dressed as Wiffle Boy, Goslin's dressed as the princess, and Launchpad is dressed as Walrus Boy, the villain. Um, I didn't know Wiffle Boy had a princess character. I didn't that's, either. That's very Super Mario, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess the, the Walrus is supposed to be Donkey Kong or something? Yeah, the <laughs> game is... See, at the beginning, the game is set up very much like Donkey Kong, jumping over barrels, climbing up ladders. So, yeah, yeah I would definitely think Donkey Kong is what it is. But um, on Wiffle While You Work, it was more like a Mega Man game. It was definitely Mega Man. Wiffle Boy mm-hmm. is absolutely Mega Man. Mm-hmm. But how can you reference video games and not reference Donkey Kong and Mario? You know, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so Darkwing's plan is to have Megavolt lure them to the, you know, to lure them to the generator and, you know, hit the button and switch it off. And Megavolt goes, right, switch the X and reach the lore. And Darkwing goes, oh, yeah, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so the, the fiends show up, though. Yeah, Megavolt is like, there's a biggest game over there. You should check it out. And it works. They come over to play the game. Yeah, but their joystick isn't working. 
And when they jump, they cause a little, uh, you know, tremor, and Megavolt drops the button off the side of the generator, and now he has to climb down to get it. I don't know why he doesn't pull it up by the cords. He actually tries to go down there and gets tangled in it. Yeah. But it's Megavolt. But because he's fiddling around, Darkwing is stuck playing the game. Yeah, they turn it into their own version of Wiffle Boy. Because they realize that it's just Darkwing. It isn't a real game. Yeah. So they send, like, the exploding roller chickens and the, you know, the giant squids and the anvil bats after him. He does okay. He gets blown up once, but he, he does all right. He gets mm-hmm. through it. Yeah, Megavolt, he wires himself to the switch this time. Yeah, because it looks bad. The fiends grab Goslin and Darkwing, and they're ready to shock them to death. Mm-hmm. And Megavolt figures it out. Yeah, he wires it to his helmet. Mm-hmm. And then he hits the switch, and uh, they disappear. Yep, they're zapped and they're gone. Yeah, but he warns Darkwing. They could return. Yeah, he grabs him by the collar. He's like, they could reform through someone's TV set. All they need is a particle accelerator. Uh, this is so great. It, Iris is out and the screen goes black. And then the three fiends show up on screen. Individual now. They're not the three-headed thing again. And they're like, hey, kid, find us a particle accelerator, huh? Yeah, they're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> they're breaking the. They're talking right to the kid watching the TV. It's really, really great. I do have a question about this ending. Okay. What do you think happened to Megavolt after all of this? Do you think Darkwing was just like, "Thanks for helping, Megavolt. We'll see you later." Uh, think about it. Yeah. I I would think like they they just walk away their separate ways, and now he's back to being a villain. You know. You probably like what happened with Bushroot and saying, yeah. okay, you're okay. He probably just turned his back and let him leave. Yeah, this is like the second time Megavolt's been on the good side, right? Um, It's been a few times. Time and punishment, stress to kill, twitching channels. But he usually, you know, turns on Darkwing. And, and Negaduck, of course, as well. But he usually turns on Darkwing. This is the one time they're completely amicable the entire time. They're not at each other's throats. They don't insult each other. And I feel like if Megavolt just had a really good therapist and Darkwing was nicer to him, he would probably not be a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I love this episode so much. It's really, really great. All right. So let's get into some scores, Mike. You want me to go first? Because I know you're more passionate about this one. Yeah. You want me to go go first? Yeah, go first. All right. Um, I, I think this episode is a lot of fun. It's one of the funnest of probably of season two. Um, the fiends, they're just hilarious, man. And then Megavolt adding to it and seeing Megavolt on the good side, but kind of like he's still the antagonist on Darkwing, you know? He's still well, fighting with him. They don't but, trust each other. Yeah, they don't trust each other. But, you know, with the fiends, man, they're so much fun and like. You know, they're, they're basically Goslin's personality, but then split into three, and now they're just having a blast out there, but they're they're getting into a lot of trouble, you know? Yeah, because Goslin can be vain, she can be mm-hmm. angry, she can let having fun, you know, get in the way of things, so these three characters taking the worst parts of her personality, that does make sense. Yeah, the animation is not bad to me, Mike, but it doesn't stand out, you know what I'm saying? yeah. But I'm so used to Sun Wu, I don't mm-hmm. mind. So I will give this episode. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a four. That's a really good score. Okay, you. Okay, so I like I said, I I love the heck out of this episode. It's 
I think it's one of the funniest. Again, I watched this with a big smile on my face. The Fiends are great. I love they got three different voice actresses. They could have gotten Christine for all of them, but they didn't. And it's great to hear some of the earliest voice work from E.G. Daly and Pamela Adlon. It really is, because they're great voice actresses. Um, Megavolt is, I think this is the best Megavolt episode, because Dan is just killing it in this one. He has so much range. He's so hilarious when he's not always just being evil, you know? Mm-hmm. The Sun Wu animation is fine. I like Sun Wu. I've gotten used to them over the years. And we get so much Han Ho Huang up in this season to get a little bit of Sun Wu is a nice treat to me. Um, it's a great episode. I I like it more than Steerminator. I think Steerminator is better because, you know, Taurus Bulba. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but so I can't give it a five. Okay. But since I just I love it so much, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Okay. It's my favorite from ABC season two. Definitely. With Steerminator right on its heels. Okay. Um, are we rating the villain this episode or not really? I don't think we really need to. Okay. I, I would say I'm not gonna rate him. I'm just gonna say for for one episode having Goslin with split personality, it, it was fun. It was really fun. And I like how they have all the powers. They can fly. They all glow different colors. Mm-hmm. They're fun. They could have gotten even more screen time. I would have enjoyed them. I no. wouldn't want to see it again, though. I no, think the one time it, it, it worked really good. It's like the episode Negaduck. It works, but I wouldn't want to see them go back to the Tron Splitter again, you know? Mm-hmm. We got Negaduck out of it, but I wouldn't have wanted to have seen Negatron and Posituck again. Okay. Um, same thing here. You do it once, you do it good, and this one does it really good, and you move on. I wouldn't yeah. want to see it again. Okay. But All it's right. fantastic. I love this one a lot. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up Frequency Fiend, Mike. What, what, what we got next? What episode's next? Ugh. Um, uh, uh-oh. We're coming up good. to it, Will. We're coming up to it. We're coming up to my least favorite Darkwing Duck episode of all time. Really? Yeah. Of all time? I mean, all time. I I really don't like the next episode. Um, I have my reasons, which I think are justified. I know this one has its fans, so I, I can't say it doesn't have its fans. I might be in the minority here, but next week's episode is Paint Misbehaving. Oh, I don't like that one either, man. <laughs> what did you think I was about to mention? I um, don't know, man. I was a little nervous. Like, what the heck is coming up? <laughs> no, I don't like that one, but it's not my worst. It's the return of Splattered Phoenix. But it's an episode that I think makes a lot of mistakes. Um, I'll go into detail next week. Again, I've got my reasons. Okay. So, because I, I know it has fans. I know it has fans. It also brings back Quiverwing Quack. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. So I know it has fans for that alone. But we'll talk all about it next week. Okay. So, Mike, man, uh, for the people listening to us for the first time, where can they find us? Everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, um, and YouTube. Man, I think that's really everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't write it down. Um, I know there's a lot of other places we're on. We just got super lucky that we're everywhere. It's not one of those cases where you really want to listen to it on iTunes, but we're not there, or Stitcher, or Spotify. We're so accessible. We are everywhere. Please listen to us. And when you, whatever you're watching us or listening to us on, like, subscribe, or share, especially on YouTube. That helps out a lot. Um, Will, do you have shout-outs tonight? Yeah, I actually have two. Uh, one of them is, you know, 
we've shouted him out a few times, but we always shouted him out as like, you know, being a guest on our podcast, but we never shouted him out as a fan of like, well, not, I don't want to call him a fan, but one of our friends who who's commenting on our pages and he, he, he supplies a lot of good information and stuff. So uh, I want to shout out my boy, Bill Yadesky out there in Pittsburgh. Well, he's not in Pittsburgh, but he's close to Pittsburgh. He, I think. he knows his stuff. He, he's a big Disney afternoon fan from a long time ago, but if you listen yeah. to the podcast guys, you'd know that. Yeah, and then uh, I saw there's another podcast on the way uh, for Darkwing. I think it was called uh, Sleepless in St. Canard or something. Really? That's news to me. Yeah, I, I saw it on one of the pages. Um, I don't remember what group it was, but uh, I saw uh, there was a, a new podcast. They had a website up and everything, so I, I definitely wish them the best. You know, going for it, more Darkwing, the better it is. Maybe you could reach even more audience than we could, so more power to anybody who's showing love for Darkwing. If you guys want guests... Oh, here. <laughs> we're right here um, um i i have a shout out all right go for it and i can't believe i haven't shouted out to this person yet um bad i know mike. he listened to the, what i know he, mike <laughs> i know he listened to the the podcast i don't know i think he listened to everyone but i know he's pretty faithful to it actually my best friend of almost 30 years his name is uh matt freifeld um, he was really into it when I mentioned we were doing this all those years ago, and I know he listens to it. Um, so if you are listening to this, man, and you better be, because I'll tell you about it. Um, love you, buddy. Thank you for supporting us. Um, I know you're not like a huge fan of Darkwing Duck, but you're supporting what we do, and I really do appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode of our pack of our podcast. I'm about to say podcast. <laughs> all right, yeah, so uh, y'all stay tuned, stay dangerous, and make sure y'all follow us on all social media outlets, all right? Yeah, if you don't, it really burns my biscuits. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>